Hey everybody, welcome back to the Extra Podcast. This is Pastor Paul here when I'm around the table. I've got Pastor Andy. Andy Steiger here. It's been a while. Good to be with you. Jeff Bugham here. You're already into the chips, are you, Paul? Yeah, man. What's I'm gonna open not? mine. What's the subject dude, uh, of dude, today? Dude, listen. I was at this amazing taco joint the other day. But I have to say, I have to be blunt. The waitress, Mary Jane, she was really rude. Mm-hmm. She, it just, I don't know if Do- I can... I don't know. On the jukebox, were they playing the Doobie Brothers? Do, totally. Totally. And <laughs> and I was there around 420. <laughs> of course you were. Dude. All right. So we figured it out. Yeah. And you brought the chips because uh, Paul apparently yeah. has the munchies. Yeah, you know it. So if you're a Canadian, if you have um, been paying attention to... What's been going on in politics the last few years? Uh, what's going on in the news? You will know that tomorrow is the uh, first day of legalization. Tomorrow being October 17th. We're recording this on the 16th. October 17th is the official day of marijuana being legal in Canada. Yep. So uh, Nationwide. Li- yeah. Isn't Canada the second country in the world to make it a federal, like a national policy? Am I wrong about that? Something like that. Uh, it's well, something like that. I know there are a lot of countries that were upset with Canada for doing it. And this, mm. The state, uh, states in the U.S., of course, have legalized yep. it, but not, it's not a national yeah, and issue. The... For some people that are wondering how this works, uh, from what I understand, tomorrow, 17th, mm-hmm. you'll be able to purchase marijuana online and the government will mail it to you. Apparently, they will not leave it at the door and you'll need to sign for it and prove that you're 19 or older. And then it's going to be sometime around April that this is going to be for sale in stores. Well, you're allowed stores. to grow a certain number of plants in your house, too. I believe it's three pots, yeah. uh, three potted plants, and then after that you get fined. So there's, it's yeah. kind of like they've, they've put together some rules. Some one, Another one that I know I was wondering was, okay, what about people smoking marijuana and driving? Yeah. Uh, is, is that going to be illegal? So I ride my bike around town. Right. And have, and I will tell you that this is already an issue. It is so common for me to be riding, and all of a sudden somebody uh, drives by, and just it stinks to high heaven, mm. like uh, marijuana coming out of their the window of their car. Now I don't mm. I don't know if that's the driver doing that, but it certainly right. is the it certainly well. Is everybody now else. that's an interesting point because uh, when I was reading on this, you are not allowed to smoke it in a car or in a boat. Okay, uh, and. Makes sense. Exactly. And then apparently, I don't know how they it can check like you, the, but they can check your your blood yeah. level. I think they're struggling with the figuring out how they're going to administer blood tests. Yeah. They, I'm not mm-hmm. sure they can. It's a very difficult to police this issue for the Yeah, for the, the, the police yep. want to implement a saliva test, but uh, opponents of this are saying that, that there's certain uh, – I don't know. There's there's certain issues around that that uh, there's other things that could give you the same uh, like prescription drugs that you could take that mm-hmm. could give you the same kind of result in that saliva test. And so there's people that are that are having issues all around that. But it's it's interesting that we're even you know like like you said uh, Canada being one of the uh, or very few countries having this as a national policy where it's legal. I mean it doesn't seem that long ago that if I look back in history. 
um, we were laughing at uh, people who would be running for something called the marijuana party. Mm-hmm. Was you that know? actually that was an actual party here in Canada? Yeah, there were guys mm-hmm. you would see signs uh, when it would be time for a federal election. You know, whoever uh, running for the marijuana party, and it was a joke, right? It was like, and there was a there was also a yoga party at one at one point where these guys would they would take. Uh, they're called the Flying Yogis. Paul, I think it's the same party. Uh, anyway, so yeah, probably the same party. You're well, right. <laughs> well, three years ago, Justin Trudeau made this as a part of his campaign promise. Yes. Is uh, elect me and I will make it legal. And, and uh, they've done that. Yeah. Yeah. A, snow, a former snowboard, former snowboarder from Whistler uh, campaigning on marijuana. Well, he Who's probably, surprised? He, he probably got that. the snowboarder from Whistler vote. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Paul, I'm as a, somebody who comes from outside of uh, Canada, I am interested though in how how did we how did Canada, from your point of view, get to this particular spot in history? Like what what has led to this sort of thing? Uh, yeah, I think when you look at um, Canada's Canada, kind of has a history of being pushing the envelope on on uh, social issues, uh, liberal social issues a little more towards what European countries do. Mm. So when you see countries like the Netherlands, which are very uh, loose on their drug policies, even if I don't even, I'm not even sure what their policies are. I know that, you know, it's very hard to get in trouble for having illicit drugs Mm -hmm. or what we would call illicit drugs, at least Uh, in the Netherlands in places like Amsterdam, right? Very uh, open to anything anybody wants to do. You know, it's cool with them. And Canada has traditionally been more pushing towards what liberal European nations have been doing uh, than the U.S. So actually for the U.S. to legalize it in certain states before So Washington, California, Colorado. uh, Colorado. I think there's one over. I think Maine is as well. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think even the state of Maryland. Maybe. But not Washington, D.C. in particular. So it's yeah, it's it's been an interesting um, last couple decades watching this because it went from being like a laughingstock idea where it was not accepted at all to now where you can go uh, anywhere. You drive down South Fraser Way and you see marijuana dispensaries, uh, and they're or, or down Clearbrook Road. I think Clearbrook Road probably has the most uh, marijuana dispensaries per capita in Canada. Like, well, a lot of it has to do with every the med- medical store. marijuana. And this is one of the things I think that should be, we should clarify even at the front end of talking about this. There are several people who've been very, very helped by medical marijuana in the same mm-hmm. way that they would be helped by, you know, morphine or codeine sure. or some other kind of sure. narcotic that is, uh, helps them with pain relief. I mean, today in the hospital, there's lots and lots of morphine being administered. So, uh, yep. so there are those I know who've who've dealt with, uh, you know, I can't remember what the exact um, name of the of the drug that's in marijuana. The THC. Yeah, is it THC? Yes. Sorry, I should know that. Yeah, it's, but uh, but the drug itself is helpful to uh, lots of people suffering suffering mm-hmm. from glaucoma or a certain kind of pain ailments and stuff. I know mm-hmm. it's helped some people with their eyesight and things like that. So, in a sense, yep. You do want to realize that, yeah, just like the medical community has used it, um, and it's been a, a great help to a lot of people in that mm-hmm. regard. Mm-hmm. But we're not talking about medical use. We're right. talking about recreational use, meaning yeah. that so now in Canada, there it, it is legal to, uh, to recreationally use a narcotic. 
And so what should we as Christians, how, how should we as Christians view that kind of stuff and how is it going to affect society and stuff? And you guys talked about this on a podcast that you did with Apologetics Canada, though. And yeah. this is like a big deal for you guys. Well, we, we talked on it uh, about a year ago when when this was all being discussed and particularly when the U.S. was uh, uh, passing laws, uh, accepting it, such as in Washington and whatnot. And one of the things that caught me off guard is we, so we did this show on it and uh, afterwards, that was probably the biggest backlash from listeners that we've ever received on any topic we have ever done, was people uh, angry with us specifically because we were opposed to recreational marijuana use. So why? Why, why would somebody be upset with, uh, with you or with Christians for being against recreational marijuana use? Well, I think if I were to put myself in their shoes, I think that they what they would want to argue is something to the effect that... God created marijuana, and uh, marijuana isn't harmful. Uh, this is their, you know, their yeah. argument, right? It's not harmful, and so it, it should be uh, something that is kind of a Christian liberty thing. So, how do you do. interact with that, you personally? Well, one of the main arguments that that I uh, talked about on the show, and that I still hold to, is that marijuana is a, is an interesting drug that a lot of people want to equate with alcohol, for example. Mm-hmm. That's the most common way that people understand Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Is that if alcohol is legal and can be abused, then why not marijuana? Mm. In fact, there are those who argue that alcohol is less, or sorry, marijuana is less harmful than, than alcohol would be. Right. And one of the, one of the main arguments that, that I was talking about there is that, you know, alcohol can be consumed without uh, being inebriated. Mm. However, uh, marijuana cannot, you know, the, her, the whole purpose behind marijuana is to be inebriated. That, and I would argue that that's not the case with alcohol. Well, you can actually, the, the police ver- would verify the very fact that we were talking just a minute ago about the fact you're not sp- supposed to have it in, in a car at all. And that's, that's the issue is that they recognize that, that you, like by smoking, mar- smoking a joint gets you high, mm-hmm. right? right? It's not like a, it's not like a halfway house between, you no. know? Where you can have a, a glass of wine and it doesn't have any influence on, on your on your judgment, um, the the marijuana is that that's not the case. Actually, smoking a joint gets high. I've I've several friends actually who grew up in settings where they ended up smoking a lot of pot, mm. and they've repeatedly said, "No, this is like this is that's why you do it. You do it so that it affects your mood, your state." Mm-hmm. Right, it, mm-hmm. and I think purpose is an important aspect to to get at here because I, I would make the same argument if somebody's using alcohol for the purpose of being inebriated, I think it's wrong, and and uh, you the, obviously you shouldn't be doing that. Mm. Uh, I'm going to argue the same thing mm-hmm. with whether that be tobacco or marijuana or whatever it right. may be. Maybe it's a uh, you know some other drug. I mean, there, there's a lot of different so you're drugs but you're yeah. you're approaching that from a from a kind of a Christian point of view, when you're saying wrong and using language like that, mm-hmm. you're approaching that from a Christian point of view, which of course is going to be rooted in kind of a biblical worldview. So my question is has to do with that, but I also, I want to throw that, Paul, you mm-hmm. want to jump in, but like I, that, my question ultimately is like the way that church has historically dealt with these issues is both there's the revelation that's in scripture and then yeah. there's the revelation that's in nature. So it, sure. when we deal with the revelation that's in nature, meaning that, okay, so in what way are we do, informed just in the natural world, that this is probably not a good idea. Like, what kind of effects is that? <laughs> Stuff like that. Right. I mean, when you look at, yeah, exactly. Uh, Romans 1 tells us that God has revealed himself to us in nature, and we can 
see and know that, and we can know who he is. And uh, But when we look at all of things that are created in nature, just because something is natural doesn't mean it's good for you. So there's a wisdom issue, when you, I think, when you look at it from a natural perspective. So like you mentioned, tobacco. Tobacco isn't healthy for you, so... Uh, it's well, not smoking it. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, I eat a lot of it. Do you? No, no. <laughs> is it okay to chew it? I don't, <laughs> the guys with mouth and tongue no, cancer, totally. I don't think. Well, this is my point though, is that, right? the thing, that, that what you end up finding yes. when the use of some of these yeah. of tobacco, which is a plant, right? Yes. Is that by chewing this, this, it, it forms, it actually causes some form of cancers. Yes. Similarly, there are some there are some right. de- deleterious effects of marijuana totally. usage on this. Um, so so the 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 number of reported cases in uh, the state of Colorado, for instance, when they legalized it, the the ER visits for people with episodes of psychosis and various mental illnesses, um, something called uh, I think it's a chronic uh, vomiting syndrome. That's um, a syndrome. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I'm psych- trying to every avoid that. Cyclic, every, cyclical vomiting every pregnant, syndrome. Every pregnant woman has. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, these all were on the increase, and in particular from people who were starting to ingest uh, cannabis or marijuana in in edible edible things. So things such as brownies and whatever else people like to cook. People think that, that oh, that's going to be better for you for some reason. Better that's better than smoking it. And actually, the American Psychiatric Association, on a health basis, says no way. It's not better to eat it. You actually get way more into your system, and it will cause severe issues. Right. And when I was a kid, of course, the the, the common statement was it just kills brain cells. Which of course that's why you call yep. guys potheads. Potheads. Yep. But uh, and it and it and it does. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. no argument essentially against that fact. Yeah. Most people, though, when they're pushing back here, they say, but it's not that bad. There's lots of stuff that we have in our society. I mean, essentially, they point to alcohol and some other things that people sure, do. Sure, too much it, sugar. Well, it, one of the things whatever, I've, right? I've heard come Aspartame? up in an, yeah, argument, your favorite. Yeah. in an argument that's often made mm-hmm. is, listen, when people get drunk, they, be, they can get mean and fights break out. But if you smoke marijuana, people mellow out and they're not... So it's largely better for society. That's the argument that will yeah. be made often. <laughs> yeah. So is that... Now, is that just like an old wives' tale? Because that's the stereotype of the pothead, is that he just sits back and is like, whoa. Yeah. Like, is that... Or or is that actually true? Are we talking well, about I just... Well, I would say that there's probably some truth to that, but I don't know that that would validate yeah. the, you know, the use of it. Yeah. No, not at Do you all. know, it's... Uh, one of the questions I've had about this is um, what what is the problem that legalizing marijuana is supposed to solve? Mm. So I don't. I'm, I would like you guys to chime in with for me with me. Right. What it, What do you think the problem is that legaliz- legalizing marijuana is supposed to solve? Because if you again, if you change the speed limit from one thing to one speed to another speed, that's usually trying to solve some sort of problem, or if you come up with a law in, in uh, some sort of government, it's a, there's, a, there's a, a minister of parliament who says, you know what, this is wrong, this is a wrong thing going on in society, our society would be much better if this happened. So I'm trying to figure out what is the wrong well, I think the, at of a, non-pot use. Or, I think at a fundamental level, a lot of people would make the argument that it is similar to the prohibition, and that making alcohol illegal led to a higher rate of... Um, 
the crime. Mm-hmm. And so I think that the, there's an argument that's made that, well, if we just legalize it, we control it, we tax it, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. we do alcohol, mm-hmm. that there will be less crime. So, yeah. So part of the issue with that argument when it comes to this, though, and this they've been talking about this on the news lately, uh, is that uh, is how low can legally can you buy it for and have the government get their cut with the tax? Like, is this actually going to put a dent into the illegal drug selling that's going on? And most people are saying no. Yeah, listen, uh, yeah, you can legalize. <laughs> well, prostitution's legal in, in Nevada. That has not stopped, you know, the, the, ga- the, the, the mob, whatever you want to call right. it, gangs, from, from, from finding a way to make their money yeah. in Nevada. Right. About that sort of thing. So, like, I, I, I struggle with this whole issue because I, I'm, I can be cynical, and I tend to mm-hmm. think, well, I think the support from the government on this part is is driven purely by taxes. Mm-hmm. So, why does the government want to support it? Well, because they can see all these tax dollars. Of course, it, right. it's a little bit weird to me in Canada because Canada is a socialized country and has socialized medicine. So, any kind of health deleterious health effects will have to be paid for essentially by the very people who right. are making money out of the thing. So it's, it, you know, Rob right. Peter it, to pay Paul. So it just... Yeah, it's, it seems bizarre to me that we have such a, uh, a fight back against cigarette smoking. Yeah. And where you can't have the... You can't, you can't even show it in your stores anymore. It has to be behind, you know... And there's uh, a stigma that it's gross. Right. Very much in here in Canada. Right. <laughs> well, you're telling but, me. Are you but telling smoking me marijuana? marijuana. That's, that's not that's gross. fine, right? Goodness, yeah. that stinks Some people awful. argue that the tar and stuff that goes into your lungs from smoking cigarettes is worse than marijuana. I don't. I don't actually hold that viewpoint. I don't think inhaling smoke is ever a good idea for mm-hmm. anybody. Yeah, it's a carcinogen, no matter yeah. Yeah. what you're burning. Yeah. One of the things, though, that I do want to engage a little bit is the fact that it seems like like the. The prohibition one, Andy, is one that I've heard more than anybody. When I ask the question, "What is this problem supposed to solve?" They I, people people point out prohibition. Well, it shouldn't be. It's a libertarian argument. It's essentially saying, mm-hmm. "Look, people should be free to do what they want to do." And um, and then it's like, yeah, just like see, just like alcohol, alcohol should be legal is legalized because it's whatever. But I, I got to tell you, every every um, police officer I've ever spoken with has told me that if if people didn't drink alcohol, they'd be out of a job. So uh, I'm, I do think that it probably should be a problem. Listen, I'm not an advocate of, of prohibition necessarily, but I'm going to say that if you're using alcohol and the effects it has on society as a proof that this is going to be a good thing, man, that you're on the losing side mm. because alcohol's effect on society has been really, really bad. Yeah. Like women get beaten. I mean, I'm thinking even um, to bring up another current event, the sure. whole U.S. Uh, Supreme Court situation with Brett Kavanaugh sure. and Christine Blasey Ford, mm-hmm. who accused him of having uh, groped her, basically, or attempted rape on her mm-hmm. back when she was 15 and I think he was 17 or something to that effect at a party. Yeah. All all of that debate, regardless of which viewpoint you hold on it, we can all agree, and by which viewpoint I mean whether you think Christine Blasey Ford's telling the truth and Brett Kavanaugh shouldn't be on the Supreme Court or Brett Kavanaugh's the victim here because he's being accused of something he didn't do. Right. And there's no you know verifiable proof that it happened. It doesn't really – I mean, it matters which view you have, but ultimately – what we can all agree on is to say that that this party that supposedly they were at and the drinking habits of Brett Kavanaugh when he was younger are, are not things that are good. 
In fact, the only reason that he really people have questions in their mind about whether or not this could could have actually happened is because he had a penchant for drinking mm. when he was younger and perhaps still does. And she perhaps was drinking at this party when she's 50. And my point is mm-hmm. when people drink, I was in a fraternity for a couple of weeks in my life, and I'm just telling you that that when people drink, they do stupid things. Mm-hmm. They do things that lead to uh, sexual harassment at various levels. They do They do things that they shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. So in the end, if you're using this as, a, as your argument, saying, well, alcohol is a, is, a, is a good thing. First of all, I think I'm pushing back saying, yeah, but you can drink some alcohol and not be inebriated, whereas you can't smoke pot and not have it affect you. And secondly, man, the effects of alcohol in society are really bad. Mm-hmm. They've really hurt. So if you're assuming now that based upon our experience with alcohol or other or other drug use, this is going to turn out to be a really good decision, man, I tell you what, I don't, I don't think that the evidence isn't on your side. It certainly isn't on your side in the Netherlands. It isn't on your side in the early stages in Washington State. It isn't on your side in Colorado. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, people are, want to be free to do it, but all. But I think the way that God's revealed things in His natural order shows mm-hmm. that actually it's not a healthy thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. Right. It reminds me of uh, something that was in the news last year where this uh, this guy wanted to have sex with his sister, and so he just gave her a bunch of pot. They they smoked some pot together, and soon her inhibitions were out the window. And yeah, and mm-hmm. then then that happened, and and it, you know it just leads to that idea, like you know people. People can and will do uh, bad stuff or use it, how you know, in in ways that are uh, against the law, uh, whether or not it's illegal or whether or not, sorry, if it's if it's legalized, isn't mm-hmm. going to isn't going to change that. No, I've actually been wondering. I, I have been wondering if if there's going to be an increase in pot smoking or not, because I like I guess I've driven I've ridden my car around the place. <laughs> Or sorry, I ride my uh, bike around the place, and it's it's everywhere already. Yep. So I'm I'm not sure that the legalization of it's going to make it that much different. I just think that in the minds of some people, particularly Christians, and this is the point I think that we need to. So you deal with the you deal with the 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 um, natural order of things, but then you have the revealed revelation of Scripture, and mm-hmm. like what do we what do we say to Christians then about it? Because mm-hmm. there will be there will be some Christians who will be like, oh, finally it's legal. So all the taboo of it is off, and therefore, since it's legal, it's just like any other Christian liberty, and it's cool. So I'm wondering what you what you guys think. Uh, personally, I won't be surprised if down the road that that could take place. I know that there's some places like on Vancouver Island where they deal with it so much that I, I wonder what's going to you know right. happen in in some of those in some of those places. Uh, but no, I I think that there's. It's kind of a tricky one, man. I feel like there's a stigma on that on uh, marijuana that's probably going to uh, is probably going to stay there. Uh, but you know, I do wonder what's going to happen uh, down the road uh, with regards to it. I know one just to bring up one example of how people are wrestling with this is today of all days that we're doing this show. Uh, I got an email from a young adult that works at a, a nursery down the road. Mm, yeah, and and was just informed that this nursery will begin selling marijuana plants. And so that raises the question uh, for this uh, young adult, like, am I, am I going to continue to work here or not? 
so how would you how would you wrestle with that? You know, mm-hmm. yeah. So this is where it gets difficult as as a pastor because I, I'm going to say, okay, well, the legalization of it does place it in the same kind of category as as alcohol in the in that sense. And so uh, I would not tell somebody who is working at a grocery store, for example, where they sell alcohol that they need to quit their job. Right. But the difference is. <laughs> Again, I think that you can drink alcohol mm-hmm. without being inebriated, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe a better example, though, is to, what do you guys think? Should, should somebody who is working at a location that sells uh, pornography, let's assume, that, like back in the day, mm-hmm. right, when when it was in magazine format, but there's still, mm-hmm. I imagine that there's still ma- they magazines still exist. around. Yeah, sure. So if you work at a bookstore that sells pornography... Mm-hmm. Or if you work at Amazon, who right. sells pornography, I was going to say because so are you are of, you obliged to to quit now because they sell some products that you don't support? So this was something that um, that I wrestled with when I worked for Telus because mm. installing Telus right. TV and you facilitate we, the pay per view. Yes, and yeah. there was even a month or two where a promotion was that you could get one of the pornographic channels for free if you signed up. <laughs> was that to, okay. was the highest month of <laughs> sign-ups ever? No. <laughs> actually, I never actually had to come across... I installed, I don't know, a couple hundred Telus TVs, and I never actually came across somebody who wanted it. Yeah. So I was thankful for that. But I, at the same time, our managers also told us, like, if you have... Like, because I raised the question, I said, if somebody wants that, I mm. said, I'm not comfortable <clears throat> actually giving it to them or helping them uh, find that channel. And uh, we were given total, like, if your conscience says no, then you can, t- you can walk away yeah, that's and, really good and get somebody else to do it. They said, we aren't going to keep selling it, but you have the freedom to walk away from, yeah. from that part of the business. Yeah. So hopefully, um, but hopefully this nursery, for instance, would give their employees that kind of freedom. Like if your conscience is telling you, I yeah. don't want to sell this, yeah. uh, that you don't have to physically deal with it that way. Because I think it's a, a complicated issue. I remember yeah. back in the day when Rogers had their movie stores and you had to Sure. Old school, go get a movie yep. and bring it home. And you knew they had their back room selling yep. their yep. porn movies, right? Yep. And how many people how many how many people worked though, as Christian people, did work in those stores yeah. renting movies. So go to movies. And theaters. I rented movies from there. And again, listen, modern film too is, is Oh sure. There's got all sorts of soft pornography in it. And so yep. as a result, I mean if you work in a movie theater, then are you obliged to not let people into the movies? Right. This gets really dicey, to be honest with you. I tend mm-hmm. to be, this is where I tend to be, you know what, ultimately, I think this is the, the working of the, not the doing of it. Yeah. Is, the doing of it is not a Christian freedom, okay, which is where I'm going to come down, the doing of yeah. smoking pot or the doing of looking at pornography. Those aren't Christian freedoms, they're sinful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the working at a place that doesn't have its main, you know what I mean? It's not like you're not working at a strip club. But right. you are working at a place that might, as part of their business practices, be doing something on the side like that or sell something like that. Nursery is the case here, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that it's not their main product that they're selling, but some people do come in and they do buy cannabis plants. I don't think you're held responsible for what they're going to do with that cannabis plant. Ultimately, you know what they're going to probably do with it, but at the 
I don't think that you're held responsible. I think that there are some people who shouldn't be doing that, some Christians, mm-hmm. who it strikes their conscience, yep. it pricks their conscience. Yep. I think you might have to choose to work somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But others might say, no, actually, I, I, my, it's not really going to prick my conscience in the same way that you know you might be able to work in a movie theater and someone else might not. Right. But you don't deaden your conscience, though. Well, no, you exactly. Know, I th- when I think about people that have dealt with al- marijuana in the past, right, and maybe they've dealt with an addiction in the past, and they and they're you know on the, they're on the road to recovery, and now they're finding themselves in this sort of situation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I could imagine them saying, "Well, I'm probably going to have to go." So biblically, I do mm-hmm. want to bring up Ephesians yeah. five uh, is the passage that essentially um, that essentially condemns the ine- inebriation. It says, "Do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit." Right? Do mm-hmm. not be drunk with wine, which is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. Mm-hmm. So you have a negative command, the do not, and you have a positive command there. And it's an interesting comparison in the sense that if you're going to be controlled by anything, this is the whole point, being drunk controls you. There, there's a controlling factor that, 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 um, that the alcohol and the drug has on you. So you should never be put in a situation where you're being controlled by a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that's ultimately what what we're talking about here. Is I just think it's a yeah. sin, like drunkenness is a sin. Yeah, right? I, yeah. What's the what's the purpose uh, behind it? It's interesting to me that you'll have sections where Paul will say, you know, I believe it's to Timothy, you need to drink some alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> no, totally. He says it's for right. your stomach's sake. Yeah. Right? But he's right. So this is a medicinal purpose to it, right? Kind of right. That yes. Paul is saying, like he's like, listen, this is some wisdom here. Your stomach's having some issues. Like, have a half a glass tonight before you go to bed. Right. It'll and, settle your tongue. And, and I could imagine that there's some people that perhaps, uh, you know, other drugs, other opo- opioids haven't worked, but, you know, the marijuana yep. maybe helps with glaucoma for yeah, them or whatever it might be, it's very you know? Helpful. Yes. Yeah. And I think, well, I think that there's some wisdom there mm-hmm. uh, that, it can, that it can be used in a monitored way for the purpose of helping your glaucoma or right. whatever that might be. Yep. Uh, and I Doctor think, administered, but we're not going to start right. passing morphine out on the streets. That's right. Right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I heard the same thing from people who have been going through uh, chemo radiation treatments. Uh, apparently, them taking the, uh, I guess when they prescribe it, it mm-hmm. comes in, in uh, drops or a pill. Uh, they said that was the only thing that actually helped with the the nausea yeah. that they were experiencing from that. So, yeah. great. But this is, again, yes. Uh, it's from a pharmacist. This is from a prescription given by your doctor, right. not for the purpose of intoxication. Yeah, and akin to Paul saying to Timothy, "Take a little, a right. little wine for your stomach," yeah. but not. Don't be drunk. <laughs> right. Yeah, don't get right. it. Don't right. get inebriated. Ultimately. Yeah. Ultimately, buy it. And uh, I think a well, question that really you need to ask yourself, and I think you were hinting at this earlier, Jeff. Uh, with why this is going on in culture. I think you need to ask yourself if you're desiring to smoke marijuana, why? So this is my right. big question, Andy, in to general. The heart of the like you work with young adults, and it it seems to be a a big issue among young, young adults that this be a legalized mm. thing. So I'm just – what I'm trying to figure out culturally is what is going on in the lives of young adults especially and people in general perhaps – that makes them feel like they need to turn to a narcotic and get inebriated to try to deal with their lives. So I'm trying to – there's something going on in the world today, something going on with the way that our world functions that's leading people to feel like the only way I can sort through all of this mm-hmm. is if I smoke pot or if I take this drug, I, I need it to get through. 
So what? Mm-hmm. What do you like? Reflect with me. What do you think is going on? I mean, we're we're just we don't have any studies or research, but mm-hmm. essentially we are pastors. What do you think? when you mm-hmm. look out across the landscape? What do you think? I think we uh, we we run to a lot of different things um, to escape. Uh, so there's a lot of. I mean, yeah, I talk to people regularly who are suffering from various things. I mean, maybe it's a physical condition, it might be a relationship issue. Uh, it might be choices they've made that have resulted in tragedy coming into their lives, and they look, uh, they look for an escape. So uh, a gentleman who uh, talked with a while ago who had issues with addictions and, and things like that and had gone back to it, and I said, why are you doing this? Like he was, and he would, every payday, he would go to this. And I said, why are you doing this? And he, and he was just like, because I like to. Yeah. Because I want to. And I think that's kind of what it comes down to. Our, our hearts uh, desire, um, desire things, uh, and, it come, and they, our desires lead us into places that, um, how am I saying this? Our hearts sometimes and often, because they're sinful and broken, uh, have desires that are for things that aren't uh, things that God would want for us. Yeah. Uh, in a in a health or health wise spiritually, uh, so, but we look at them as these false uh, temporary saviors yeah. who can save fleeting. us from the. They're fleeting. Exactly. And just be honest. I mean, we money can be like this too. You can end up a inebri- You know, you can get inebriated. Oh money yeah, too, shopping. But, but just. You know, you get a fix. Retail therapy? So I have this little theory, and you guys can decide whether or not it's crazy. This is just me musing. Yep. Um, I have this theory that in the in the Western world, um, in a world that's heavily influenced by the Enlightenment, and I think that as a kid, you grow up assuming that there's supposed to be kind of a utopia that's there. Do you understand? Like, you expect life to be really great. Yeah. And the dystopia hits. And then all of a sudden, mm. life life hits you. Like the stuff that people dealt with forever and ever and ever and ever, but ha- seem to have categories for, we don't have as many categories for. And I think it's because our expectations, maybe it's because we live in the suburbs oftentimes and we have, you know, indoor plumbing and we have so many things taken care of in our lives. We tend to even think that, I mean, we live in a world where sickness should be taken care of. It just feels like the promises made to us when we're young are so grand you can do anything you want. You can be anybody you want. You'll be just perfect. And then all of a sudden, life hits you. And by life, I mean, yeah, you get sexually assaulted. Mm. Uh, you get uh, mm. fired. Your parents divorce. You lose, your parents divorce. Your girlfriend mm. leaves you. Yeah. Uh, you get lied about. You mm. do some. You do some terrible things. Like you have yeah. all of this stuff. And then, and then this the moment. Maybe a, f- a friend or a family member dies. The utopia. Fades, unless you said the dystopia, the real dystopia yeah. of living in a fallen world seems to just lay heavy yeah. on people. Yeah. And they don't know how to get up. They've fallen and they can't get up. Yeah. And they feel genuinely like, I have no way out mm-hmm. of this hole that yep. I'm in. Yep. And the only thing that makes me feel better is the mm-hmm. hour after I smoke a joint. You know, mm-hmm. I just, I find, I finally feel a little bit of peace. Yeah. So here's my thing. I am of the belief that the cry for legalization of marijuana is mm-hmm. actually a cry for the gospel, but they don't know it yet. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, Christ is the Prince of Peace. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's not going to make your life easy, happy, 
lucky, whatever you want to call it. Jesus is not going to be that for you. But ultimately, he is the one you can run to who will mm-hmm. grant you peace mm-hmm. temporarily here yeah. and eternally so. Mm-hmm. Jeff, on that note, I think it's such an important point. I've often heard people say, oh, but my friend, he's, he, you know, he or she, they're just, they're just fine with life and everything's good. I don't, I don't think that they need the gospel. Mm. It's like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. They just don't know it yet. Yeah, and they're oftentimes really lonely, and they're oftentimes really sad, and they're oftentimes turning things like marijuana mm-hmm. to try to make make it make sense of it all. And the truth is that uh, the fact that they're turning to those things is evidence mm-hmm. that their life is not okay. They're trying mm-hmm. to inebriate themselves out of pain and heartache and difficulty mm-hmm. when we as Christians really do have... The, the answer to the heartaches of life in the person of Christ, right? Be filled with the Spirit. Do not be drunk with wine. Be filled with the Spirit. Mm-hmm. I was talking with a, a, a girl recently that came to church because she was looking for friends. But at church, she wasn't looking for God. She was looking for friends. Mm-hmm. And when she came to church, she found God. She was filled with the Spirit, mm-hmm. and it changed everything. And that, then it was then that she saw what her life was missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So my hope is instead of being – this is the challenge we have ultimately as Christians is that, you know, we live in this society. On the one hand, we want to decry the fact that the government is making laws that we think are going to hurt people because we love yeah. them and we want to see their good, yeah. right? Yep. But we also need to understand why it is that the government is making the laws and what's culturally driving driving forward the lawmaking and realize that actually the message that we have, the life we have in Christ mm-hmm. is the – greatest life there is. Mm-hmm. And this is why I th- get a little frustrated when I hear Christians saying, well, I, I want to smoke pot too. And I'm like, man, I don't, I don't think you understand who Jesus is and what being filled with the Spirit really entails. You're, mm-hmm. you're settling for what C.S. Lewis said, mud pies in the slum when a holiday mm-hmm. at sea is an offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Praise God. All right, Andy, you want to close in prayer for us? <laughs> I'll wrap it up. Uh, Lord, uh, we just pray that you give us wisdom as we live in a, in a broken world and uh, as we just experience the brokenness of, of life. Uh, but we know that even in the midst of the brokenness, even in the midst of our frustrations of, uh, of what we thought was a utopia and we come to realize is, is a broken, broken world, a dystopia, God, we just pray that we continue to look to you uh, as our hope and is our future. And Lord, that you would continue to lead us and help us to understand and give us wisdom as we as we just deal with the challenges of things like marijuana in our culture. Uh, give us wisdom, we pray in your name. Amen. Amen.